0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 20th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. US relations with Saudi Arabia have been complicated for a long time, but with a likely declassification of some sensitive portions of the 9-11 report, how will that relationship change? Emma Ashford is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. She explains. Why were these particular pages of the 9-11 report classified to begin with?
1: There were a couple of reasons. One was that the Bush administration was worried that they might inflame public opinion, damage our relationship with Saudi Arabia at a time when we really needed them for counterterrorism work. But the other reason is perhaps that there were things in these reports that weren't fully verified, fully vetted. Um, You know, they could have revealed intelligence sources and methods, or perhaps more importantly, they just never had been followed up on. So we don't know if the things in the report are necessarily fully verified with multiple sources, very good evidence, or whether they're more speculative. Um, And the 9-11 commissioners have themselves said that that was one of their concerns um, and it remains one of their concerns going forward.
0: Who on the 9-11 commission wants to reveal that information now.
1: A majority of them, actually, uh, have come forward over the last few years and said that they think the time is now right for the declassification of that data. They don't believe that there's any risk to national security. And they also don't think that it's particularly damaging to the Saudi relationship anymore. In fact, the former Saudi ambassador here in Washington some years back said that he also favored declassification of the report. and The argument he gave was speculation might well be worse than what's actually in there.
0: It seems that we have a decent idea of what is contained in in those pages, but...
1: There's unlikely to be any big surprises once they declassify the report, at least to those people that have been paying attention and following the topic. Um, We already know that the Saudi government really turned a blind eye to terrorist financing coming from many of its citizens in the lead up to 9-11, particularly al-Qaeda. We know that The hijackers themselves were Saudi. We know that the Saudi government had allowed bin Laden to flee the country and eventually to settle in Afghanistan prior to 9-11. So none of that is in dispute. The report is probably just likely to add more details on some of these issues or on financing.
0: At this point, the relationship that the US has with Saudi Arabia is extremely complicated. And we still do need Saudi Arabia for specific things that the, the United States uh, values, our efforts overseas. But, you know, what, where does our relationship stand broadly with or without this declassification?
1: With or without this declassification, our relationship with Saudi Arabia is getting worse, Um, and it has been getting worse for a number of years. And while a lot of people attribute that to the Obama administration um, and to President Obama's sort of personal antipathy towards Saudi Arabia, it's actually more about strategic factors. Uh, We've been drifting apart from them for some time. They have very different strategic goals in the region. They really want to push back against Iran. They really want to be active in, say, trying to overthrow the Assad regime in Syria, trying to prevent the Houthis. The rebellion in Yemen, none of those things really help U.S. interests. Um, they're likely to, to destabilize the region rather than help stabilize it. And so we have differences of opinion on a lot of key issues that we never used to have.
0: One could be forgiven for thinking that the United States and Saudi Arabia are allies.
1: So we use the word allies a lot. And it's a great shorthand. It really describes a a close relationship between two countries. But it's worth remembering that we don't have any sort of formal alliance with Saudi Arabia. So that's to say we don't have a NATO-like alliance with Saudi Arabia. We're not obligated to defend them. They're not obligated to defend us. This is just a partnership, a long-running one. But a partnership can change far more easily than an alliance can.
0: Obviously, the United States will continue some relations with Saudi Arabia and uh, will continue to need their assistance in certain uh, efforts overseas. But what should the United States be doing and has the Obama administration, in your view, done the right thing by sort of lowering the temperature of the relationship?
1: The problem with any um, alliance, CNF, I've, I've done it there. I've referred to it as an alliance again. But the problem with any partnership between two states arises when we stop thinking about American interests and start thinking about how we can reassure our allies, or you know, make them feel more secure. How we can help to advance the interests of our partners and allies. And that's the case in the Saudi relationship. And I think the Obama administration has actually done a good job of dialing back our commitment to Saudi Arabia by refusing to get more involved in Syria when the Saudis really pushed it, by refusing to back them on other regional issues, by going through with the Iranian nuclear negotiations that the Saudis really opposed. Those are all good first steps. I would like to see us take more.
0: A lot of the uh, 9-11 families have been very upset at uh, the relative stymieing of legislation that would allow them to sue the Saudi government.
1: So 9-11 victims' relatives have tried to sue the Saudi government and they failed because they don't have the standing. They're not actually allowed to sue them in the courts. And one of the more interesting developments in U.S.-Saudi relations today is that there is a bill being proposed in Congress that has some support that would actually allow these U.S. citizens to sue the Saudi government. And obviously, these citizens hope that the declassification of the 9-11 report will also help them provide evidence for those lawsuits. But this is a bigger, more complicated issue, and one that should be quite concerning to US policymakers. Uh, it's not just that this lawsuit would allow victims' uh, families to gain you know, some measure of restitution for the attacks, it's also the precedent it sets, which is that private citizens can sue another country's government for something they don't like. And if we expand that out, we could see citizens in other countries suing the U.S. over drone strikes, for example. So this is something that I think congressional leaders are going to have to watch pretty closely.
0: Emma Ashford is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.